is the Sunday Morning Combos on the Coffee Podcast with Malcolm QS. Let's start the show, man. Hey, hey, hey. What you got to say? What's happening? What's going on? How you doing? My name is Malcolm QS, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition, episode four. My gosh, it's episode four already of the Sunday Morning Combos Over Coffee podcast. If you're listening on SoundCloud, I'd like to say hello. If you're listening on iTunes, I'd like to say hello. If you're listening on MalcolmQS.com, I'd like to say hello. But if you're listening on Stitcher, yes, we are on Stitcher now. Man, we're on Stitcher. So um, I'd like to say hello to you as well. Um, Today, very good Sunday. We're starting off a little late. We're starting off in the afternoon, but... For my cup of coffee today, I have a Black Rifle Coffee CAF. I will not say what that stands for. Just go to Black Rifle, go to BlackRifleCoffee.com, and you will find out exactly what I'm drinking because this stuff is real and legit for the real black coffee drinkers out there. Not for those who, you know, go to Starbucks and you get like 25 pounds of cream and sugar in your coffee. No, this is real coffee right here. All right, so. Today we're going to be discussing something that is um, a little sensitive, um, near and dear to the heart of all Americans out there. We all know election season is upon us. Um, The presidential election is here between uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, Who you're voting for, I don't care. Um, Doesn't really have any relevances to me. But um, I'm not going to be discussing either one of the candidates. I'm just going to be saying to all of you um what most of you and what i didn't for you know majority of my life most people do not understand um the psychology of persuasion and sales tactics that a lot of these politicians are using in order to get you to vote for them so um if you don't know i've been um i was doing sales um i was i was doing sales for a little while and um sales tactics you know not only was i doing sales but i'd also had read many sales books from you know brian tracy's the psychology of selling from grant cardone selling or be seller be sold um spin selling um the sell by frederick ungland you name it i've read pretty much most sales books out there and a lot of them are being used in the election by all politicians um the psychology of persuasion you know uh, what robert cialdini talks about in influence um it's a lot of those tactics are being used there um you know the 25 i mean the illogical fallacies that we have in our brains the 25 cognitive biases that we have in our brains all of them are being used in this election okay like have you noticed that that neither one of the candidates i want to ask you um it's a rhetorical question, but how many of you know exactly what your candidate is going to do? Whatever candidate you support, do you know exactly what they're going to do? Have you listened to their speeches long enough to know what exactly are they going to do in this country? What are they going to do for you? Do you know what Trump is going to provide? Do you know what Hillary is going to provide? Or have you just heard them bicker at each other? All you hear, all you've heard, is a bunch of red hearing and ad hoc type of stuff. If you don't, if you're not familiar with those terms, is basically, you know, ad hoc is basically when 
you divert the argument away from what the original subject is and you just talk about that person directly now listen I have no idea what either of them have, are, is going to do I, I don't know I don't know all you know is Trump is going to build a wall and Hillary is going to aim aim high and not low or whatever it is I don't know exactly what they're doing and I've paid attention a little bit to it but the sad thing is that you, you, you can't be blindly supporting somebody just because one is highly outspoken or one because um, they're the ones, the lesser of two evils. No, you, you have to be able to do your research. OK, you have to understand that they are using certain psychology, certain psychology tactics on you. OK, they're using, you know, like one of them uh, a lot of them are using the like Hillary she's using the authority bias in terms of you know I was in the White House for years I have the most experience well most people because they have the most experience just because you have the most experience in something doesn't mean you're always the best like let me tell you something there are certain NFL coaches who've been coaching in the NFL for years that doesn't mean that they're the best you know what I'm saying? That that doesn't mean, you know, there are some NFL NFL quarterbacks that are really good. You know, they're great. And they've been in the league for a while, but that doesn't mean that they're great for the job. You know what I'm saying? And authority bias is showing that, and a lot of people are falling for that. That doesn't mean anything. Just because you've been in the White House for a very long time, that doesn't mean that you're always, that, that, mean, that doesn't mean you're fit for the presidency. It's like um, the great Peter Drucker says in his book, Managing Oneself. He says that, you know, just because you're a great number two doesn't mean you'll be a great number one and vice versa. Why do you think that so many assistant coaches in sports, not all of them do very well when they become head coaches? Because it's a different ball game. It's a different type of responsibility. It's a different form of leadership. Why do you think a lot of backup quarterbacks in the NFL, when they become starters, not all of them do very well? Now, with the exception of a Tony Romo or a Tom Brady, there there are very few of those, but you have a lot of Brock Osweilers. Look at Brock Osweiler. He ain't doing too well for the Texans. If you, for all my football fans out there, you should know, right? Brock Osweiler ain't doing too hot in these streets. So the point I'm trying to make is just because you have the most experience doesn't mean you're always fit for the job. And Trump is using the contrast bias contrast bias basically saying that he is basically showing the difference between um you know the majority of people that are in that field so a, a good example of contrast bias is basically when you go to um when you look at um car commercials like when you see a car commercial for an audi they'll show a bmw like in a very dim light um show some of the flaws of it and then they'll show the Audi in a much brighter light and show you know the show the um, benefits to that the, to the Audi as opposed to the um, to the deficiencies of a BMW and although and, and a lot of and that works half the time that's why Audi you know a lot of people want to buy Audis instead of BMWs you know what I mean and you know the same thing Trump is doing Trump is showing you that hey um I'm not like most politicians. I'm honest. I'm going to say what's on my mind. 
and frankly, I don't care what you think about it. I'm just going to say what I feel. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with anything he says, nor do I, you know, I don't really care for the man. Honestly, I think he's a great businessman. He's a good businessman, not a great businessman. But um, in terms of voting for him, I don't think he's the best presidential fit. But the point I'm trying to make is he's using the contrast bias to show the people that, hey, I'm different. That's why you need to vote for me. When really, that's not always the case. I mean, saying what's on your mind is true and all, but you have to be understanding of the consequences. You have to understand that people are not going to, might not, you know, the people that not like what you say, that don't like what you're going to say, they are people that have power, you know. Power is with the people. Like my great um, legendary figure and guy I look up to a lot, Huey Newton, said power to the people, man. You have to understand that. So... And you and it goes down to the commercials as well. A lot of these commercials for these politicians doing the same thing. You know, there are specific colors that psychologists, you know, know that will hit our brains in a different way. Like we know black and gray and certain neutral colors are seen as negative. Are seen as negatives while brighter, more of a brighter tone is more positive. And and psychologists use that. They they know that and. The people in the marketing departments of, you know, the, you know, the people that, you know, market these candidates, they use those psychology, psychological tactics to fool us, the people, into voting for them. You know what I'm saying? And we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of the psychology of persuasion. We have to be aware of the illogical fallacies that are that our brains have, the 25 cognitive biases that our brains have. So be sure to read books like. Um, influenced by Robert Cialdini read books like um, read, read sales books read sales books because not only is our sales books important for you know not being not being sold you know by a sleazy car salesman or an insurance person or whatever but you got to read those for yourself as well because at your job or what you might be whatever job that you're doing sales is that the heart of that job sales is one of those things that I believe is essential to every job, to every business. And I believe that every person should do some so, some sort of sales-related thing out of college or while you're in college. Do something that, you know, that will have to teach you to persuade people. Because life is all about persuasion. <laughs> life is all about persuasion, you know. And if you don't believe me, you have to persuade like you have to like here's the thing a realtor if you're a realtor you have to persuade somebody to buy that house you know what i'm saying you're a car salesman you got to persuade somebody to buy that car you know or you you got to persuade that significant other to go on a date with you you know or to you got to persuade someone to marry you you got to persuade all the time okay so you have to be aware of those things now don't now don't use those um persuasion tactics for evil don't do that because as soon as you do that, we'll lose all credibility and respect for you. So, yeah, so I'm just going to tell you right now just to be aware of the be aware of these things when, you know, when you pay attention to these. I know the debates are over and everything, but, you know, pay attention when you hear these candidates speak. Pay attention when you see their commercials. Under, when you understand the psychology of persuasion, you know how they're trying to fool you. you know how they're trying to get you. OK, so. 
before you go out to vote in a couple of weeks, just be sure to know the psychology of persuasion and don't let anything fool you when you go to the polls, all right? And speaking of the election, can it, the candidates, um, they don't seem to listen to one another. And I don't think that's an issue not just related to both of them, but to everybody. Everybody, it doesn't seem no one, and no one's willing to listen to each other. Now, I'm in my 20s, and my age group is sort of seen as the know-it-all, but doesn't want to be told anything type of deal. You know, we, we like to, apparently, the stereotype is that we don't, we, we think we know everything, we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to, you know, listen to the greats. We we always want, you know, we're in a microwave thing. We want to have everything we want now and just all these things. We're not willing to listen, you know, and we all want to be chiefs. We want to be a leader fresh out the womb. You know what I'm saying? We want to be fresh out of school and immediately be head of whatever company that we get. We know we want to make eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year fresh out of school. And I want to tell you right now. You got to get that pipe dream out of your head. Anyone who is listening to this right now and you feel entitled to anything, you're not, okay? Nothing's entitled to you. You're entitled to nothing but death and taxes. You're entitled to absolutely nothing. And I, I need more of you not just 20 year olds but 30 40 50 year olds people who are not willing to listen to anyone for anything you have to be willing to listen you have to be willing to listen to one another we have to be willing to listen to both sides of every story of every it doesn't matter what it is we have to respect both sides now the feeling now I didn't say you have to agree I didn't have to I didn't say that you have to all, all I ask is you understand each other you know we have to understand where every person is coming from and then we have to draw our own conclusions from there we can't just have a viewpoint and then not listen and then you know put our ear blocks in and and not pay attention to what other people are saying we have to listen and if you always notice those who listen tend to be the greats all those who listen tend to be the greats Charlie Munger Warren Buffett you don't y'all might not know Charlie Munger but Charlie Munger is um Warren Buffett's business partner um they've been friends for years and years and years and and Charlie Munger always says that we have to listen to others okay we have to listen to others if you want to be the best like Charlie Munger says you know we have to listen to both sides before we come to a conclusion we have to argue the other side better than that person can. Okay. Have some good coffee, but um, excuse me. So, we we live in a world right now where there's too many chiefs and and not enough Indians. And I, I bring this up about listening is because. If, if if you watched Luke Cage and you heard Diamondback talk about the 48 laws of power, right? The first law of power is never outshine the master. And the only way 
to not outshine the master is to listen is to listen and when I say the master I'm talking about someone who has a certain level of authority over you a certain level of leadership whether that's your boss whether that's your mentor whether that is your elders whatever it is just be sure to listen to them be sure to you know respect them respect them at all times be sure to have an understanding of where they're coming from don't ever outshine the master you want to know why because if you outshine the master <clears throat> it will not only bring out the level of insecurity and bring a certain level of insecurity out of the master but it will also hurt you because it shows that you're not willing to listen you're not willing to sit there and you know sit there and learn before you go out there and handle your business you know what i'm saying it's all you have to know that the greats are always willing to listen you know now while we're on the 48 laws of power by the way i'm going to also bring up to you something that falls in line with um the way that the election is going and everything like that i want to you know tell you and i wrote a blog post about this a couple of years ago um about how the 48 laws of power are everywhere that we turn they're everywhere you look at all 48 laws they are everywhere that we turn and you know most people who've, who have heard of this book they don't they think that first of all 40 laws of power my second favorite book um of all time by robert green read that book when i was in college changed my life changed my whole mindset changed the way i approach everything from business to fitness and to dating my um whatever it is it changed my approach to everything so um the 40 laws of power it, it's a book that is everywhere we turn and a lot of times when you hear people um discuss this book they think that it's um full of you know snakish evil tactics and i want to let you all know right now that once again the psychology of persuasion again you do you're failing to see it you're failing to understand you're not willing to listen once again those people who say that that book is full of snakish evil tactics again is not um showing their listening abilities they're not showing to understand to see both sides and if you don't understand that i'll i'll, I'll say one to you um one of the 40 laws of power is let all the let other people do the work and you take the credit for it they think that that slave ta- i mean they think that tactic is evil they think that tactic is sort of slavish like and i would like to say to you that you look at all of the things you own all of the things you have in your life the person that actually made that the person that actually sat there and made your cell phone does not get the credit for making that cell phone the person that gets the credit for making your new iphone is steve jobs tim cook all of the heads of apple the person that is responsible for making um, your shoes does not get the credit. The person that gets the credit for it, mainly in the eyes of the world, is Phil Knight and Mark Parker and all the people at Nike. 
not the person who sat in the factory and, and sewed everything together not the person that glued the sole to the shoe not the person who made this who um made the chips on the phone that you have that person does not get the credit the per the people who write you know some of your favorite songs from your favorite artists they don't always get the credit now they might get the credit in terms of um in terms of residuals and publishing money but when it comes to worldwide um credit the person that wrote the song is not going to get the credit at all like i love beyonce beyonce is great actually you know what i'm gonna keep my mouth shut about beyonce love beyonce she's a texan i don't want the beehive to come after me so i'm gonna shut up right there <coughs> yeah see i almost choked on my coffee right there that's what i get for um about to talk smack about Beyonce, Beyonce, but I love her Beyonce. So, um, another 48 law, you know, law 47, aim for the target that you want and then you need to leave. Go for the target and then you quit. Why? Because if you, you, because once you win, you feel like you get, if you, you want to, you want to advance forward, right? But most people who do that, they get too cocky. And when they get too cocky, they screw up and they end up losing. You know, worse than you know than they started. It's it's sort of like, and and people who do that, I'll give you an example. People who you know aren't gambling. You know when you gamble, right? Uh, I know a lot of you. Some of you, you know, you, you bet money on things. Some of you go to Vegas, bet on um flap. I mean flapjack, um blackjack in the slots and poker, whatever you do. Most of y'all don't stop when you're ahead. You got to quit when you're ahead because most of y'all, you get the money, the big money that you want. And then next thing you know, you bet big and then you lose everything. And then you got to go home to Vegas, upset, sad and depressed because you lost your money when all you had to do was quit when you're ahead. That simple. It's like fellas, fellas, you get the girl that you've wanted got the girl that you wanted to go out with for years and she wants to go out with you and she wants to start a relationship with you but then you say something stupid all you had to do was keep it cool keep it relaxed and you'll be fine but then you say something stupid and then she turns everything off in the relationship she dumps you and you're you go back home sad to your lonely kitchen wondering why will no one date me that was because you didn't quit while you were ahead. You did not pay attention to Law 47 of the 48 Laws of Power. Okay? You got to do that. Another one. Law 3. Law number 3. Conceal your intentions. Now, this one is so important. Because the third law... Oh, hold on one second, y'all. I apologize. All right, my bad, y'all. My apologies. Had to uh, have uh, help somebody out real fast. But, um... Yeah, law number three, um, concealing your intentions is very vital because you have a lot of people out there who, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, we, we kind of get excited and we, um, we, we, we go out in the limb and we just say, hey, you know, this, like, like, for example, the new year is coming up upon us and most people, what's the, most of their new year's resolutions is going to the gym more and losing weight and getting more muscle and getting lean whatever your goals are and they announce it to the world on Facebook and Instagram and 
you know, all these different social media platforms. And what happens? They go for a month, maybe a few weeks, maybe maybe two months, and then they quit. And they look exactly the same when you see them again the next time. And then you bring it up. You bring up what happened. You, you bring up, hey, um, oh, I thought you were going to lose weight and do all this stuff. And they're like, oh, well, you know, and they come up with some excuse. You know why people add the thing is law number three is so important because you can have all the intentions in the world. But once the moment you announce it to the world, the entire world is going to have the commitment consistency bias, meaning that whatever you say, they're going to hold you to that. And when you don't um, abide by that, it's a problem. And they're not It's going to take less time for people to believe you. Like, for instance, I was going to have a guest on today, but today um, I had some had some um, technical difficulties, so I wasn't going to be able to do it. And my apologies for those of you who were trying to figure out who the guest was or if you even or if you even, you know, wanted to know who the guest was or you were expecting to hear another voice other than mine. That was my mistake. Um, I feel bad about the technical difficulties and, you know, because, you know, previous episode I talked about the power of keeping your word and I did not keep my word and when I don't keep my word I feel terribly bad about it and my apologies um that guest the guest I have on is a good friend of mine um he will be on with me in a few weeks in a couple weeks um November 6th will be the date so um mark your calendar if you want if you don't that's fine too but um so my intentions so the thing is you have to you have to the thing is you you want to conceal your intentions because a lot of people are going to hold you as soon as you announce it to the world they're going to have the commitment and consistency bias most people will have the commitment consistency bias going on in their brain and assume that you know next time they see you that you're going to be you know going along with the intention that you announced and if you conceal that intention no one's going to know about it and you know hold you accountable for it you know what i'm saying so for instance if you're going to lose weight this year if you want i mean next year you want to you know have a new year's resolution of eating better or um or um you know eating better you know quitting drinking smoking whatever make that an intention for yourself you know as soon as you announce it to the world you know you you would think that you know when you announce it to the world you're going to be held accountable by everybody else and although that might be true you got to hold yourself accountable even more okay so conceal your attentions keep it to yourself and you'll be surprised of what you can accomplish when you conceal your intentions okay in a good way not in a bad way also there's another law called um create compelling spectacles and i can't tell you how many times i have seen people create interesting and compelling spectacles you know through their words the election is a prime example donald trump is creating a compelling spectacle it's um sort of similar to the story of the um, moon doctor i believe in the um in the book there was a um, robert green talked about a um, moon doctor i believe he was in france and what happened was um he would you know determine people's cure for a sickness that they had by however the moon looked 
So <laughs> he created a spectacle of, oh, there's a special moon doctor and the moon will heal you and all these things. I haven't um, checked that law in a while, but the point is of that story is just, you know, beware of those things. Now, although, you know, from the person creating the spectacles, you know, the person who creates that spectacle, he might be, you know, you, you know, he, he's doing that, you know, to fool you. He's doing that to get you into going into his office or getting you get you into voting for that person or whatever it is. But, you know, got to be aware of those things. So. All right, so um, that was pretty much all I had for the day. Um, so if you checked out my Instagram, you know the book I'm reading right now is Be Obsessed or Be Average by Grant Cardone. Um, I'm going to be doing a review on that one this week. And also I told you the week before I'm doing a review on The Subtle Art or Not Giving an F by um, Mark Manson. So what I'm going to do, both of those um, reviews will be up this week. Um, check out my Instagram at Malcolm QS and um, you can check Snapchat out as well at Malcolm uh, at Malcolm underscore QS. I'm sorry for the Instagram and the Snapchat. Um, follow those and you will be aware of the updates and also subscribe to my email list. OK, subscribe to my email list at um, go to MalcolmQS.com and you'll see a box up there. Just subscribe to my email list and you will be notified of every single update that happens on MalcolmQS.com. So, um, yeah, so I'm reading that book right now, and I'm also reading uh, Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy, a book that um, my, one of my um, indirect mentors that I look up to, um, Brandon Carter, he's reading, He that said he said that was uh, one of his favorite books. So um, I'm reading that in the mornings, and I'm reading Be Obsessed or Be Average um, in the afternoons and evenings. So... Um, once again, I would like to thank you all for taking time out of your day to listen to me ramble and jump around topics here and there, listening to me drink a cup of coffee. So um, just thank you for the support. Um, I didn't expect, you know, this podcast to do this well, you know, fresh out the gate. I didn't expect that at all. I expected some pretty low numbers um I, I didn't expect a lot you know because this is my first time ever doing something like this and I didn't think that there would be people out there willing to listen to me talk I, I never would have expected that and um again I just I can't be any more grateful for the the love and the support from all of you um thank you for the listens thank you for the likes on SoundCloud thank you for thank you to all of the people who um subscribe to the website thank you for reading the blogs thank you for liking instagram posts and sending me questions on snapchat and instagram thank you all for that um i, I really really appreciate it and I, I really can't thank you guys enough i really can and um yeah so my coffee is done that means i'm done and my coffee's finished i'm sorry no yeah, coffee's finished. Food is done. People is fin people are finished. That's what my mom said. Okay, so um, all right, now my coffee's done. I thought it was done earlier, but now it's done. So, once again, thank you for listening. 
Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Snapchat. No, I mean, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, because we're on Stitcher now. Um, so on, on Stitcher, um, to be sure, um, my my um, my podcast is a little hard to find on Stitcher because there's a lot of podcasts on there. So um, if you want to follow us on Stitcher, um, just Google Sunday Morning Combos Over Coffee. Google that, and the first link that you see is the Stitcher one. Um, the first, is the one for Stitcher. Um, click that and hit the follow button, and enjoy all the interesting slash weird greatness that you hear on this microphone every Sunday and Monday, because that's when the ones on iTunes go up on Monday, because it takes twenty four hours to upload. All right, enough rambling. Thank you for listening. Peace and love. One.